We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And Rick Camp in studio. The score. I am Rick Camp. I'm here with you until nine o'clock tonight, and you can only assume when I'm on the air, and it's basketball season, and the Bulls don't suck. We're going to talk a lot about the Bulls tonight. Going to mix in some Bears conversation as well in the next segment. I'll speak with Anthony Heron of literally every media outlet ever, because to Ant's credit. He is really good at his jobs, and it makes other people want to hire him, so Ant gets more jobs. So, speak with Anthony Heron, one of my favorite guys to just, like, also just shoot the breeze with. So, I'm excited to get to talk to him in the next segment. But I do want to open up with, I mean, the Bulls are the story in this city right now. It is the middle of Bears season, and the Chicago Bulls are no doubt the story in Chicago. And for someone like me, that's, you know, really, and a lot of people out there that have like ridden through all the crap that they have, they've been shoveled over the last few years. This is the fun time. Like over the course of the show, we'll get into more of the context of what's the, you know, some of the details of this team and where they can maybe get a little bit better. What could maybe hurt them as you go through the season in the playoffs. But I mean, Right now, just enjoy it. I was talking with uh, with Parkins and Spiegel as they were walking out of the studio and I was coming in. Just like, there's been so many times as a producer on this station where I've had to kind of check myself to be like, I care more about the Bulls at certain points in time than most. So I almost have to like check what I was thinking and be like, okay, I understand I care this much. But how much do does everyone else really care about this thing that I care about with the Bulls? And right now, it almost feels like that restrictor plate of Bulls talk is off. 
Like it's it's all the Bulls talk you can handle right now because the Bulls are ten and four because they're playing so well, and it's really encouraging to be able to see that and just how everybody's reacting to a good Bulls team. And there's so much context to be had around this team. But we might as well enjoy it while we have it, honestly, right now. 312-644-6767 is the number here at 670. The score, you can follow me on Twitter at Rick C. Camp. Adam Stadzinski on the other side of the glass tonight. Excited to have him here as well. And I do want to start with the Bulls and just how fun it's been. Like, the Bulls are on the West Coast, and I can't even think of how many years it's been since me staying up late to either do Bulls postgame or to just watch the games on the West Coast where so many people are like, you know what, first sign of trouble I'm turning in. Or, worst, I'm not even going to bother with watching this team. But now you have everybody intrigued. Twitter was going last night during that Bulls game, and all the way through, all the way through, even to the end of the game, when the game was well in hand. Whenever I'm on, I bring up a site called Cleaning the Glass. It's essentially a site where they take a lot of your, some of your analytics and try and filter it by getting rid of garbage time and getting rid of like heaves and end-of-quarter plays that, that aren't really indicative of a real basketball possession. And in the box, their box score, seven minutes listed of garbage time, what they consider to be garbage time which is a huge amount. And the fact that Bulls Twitter was buzzing, the fact that you had everybody trying to learn as much as you can about this team, and it's not just us. It's not just people in Chicago. These first few weeks have been big for national media as well. Obviously, you just heard John Hollinger on with Parkins and Spiegel. And for those that that don't really know Hollinger, like Hollinger's a big deal in the NBA media space. Hollinger was... He's the guy who created PER. He was in the Memphis Grizzlies front office for the better part of a decade. This is a guy with credentials. So the fact that, and I I don't know, maybe this is just me. I don't care about someone having negative preseason predictions about my team, but I do think it, it matters of how much he has changed his thought process over a small sample size of 14 games about the Bulls. That matters. That absolutely matters, and he is far from the only one. Far from the only one. So the fact that we can enjoy this Bulls team, and I honestly just kind of have a little bit of appreciation to start here. Before we get to Heron in the next segment, 312-644-6767, text in, call in, just what you're appreciating most about this Bulls team right now. Because, like, I have written down, I'll show my, like, studs saw my sheet of paper before, just, like, all these numbers and stuff that I have written down. We're going to get to it at some point. Like, I I think there's interesting stuff there to learn, not just from what we've seen, but how this team is winning, how this team is playing, how sustainable is it, and also just, like, how state, not just sustainable, but stable it is. How stable is this thing moving forward? This is obviously a great sign that the Bulls have been able to withstand the Patrick Williams injury and still be fine. Withstand the Nikola Vucevic injury and still be able to get by. But at what point, you know, over the course of an 82-game season, because as fun as this is right now, we are not even at the quarter pole of this season. 
And I understand, like, I'm as excited as anybody else to watch this team, to see what they're able to do. So I think that part is really interesting to see what the sustainability is like. But right now, what are you appreciating about watching this team? I know there are some people that will say, obviously, the effort. And I think that is a huge thing right now, especially when, I mean, everybody and their brother was like, hey, if if this defense can be average, league average over the course of the season, the Bulls are in a solid spot to meet expectations, which coming into the year was pretty much, you know, be around the playoffs-ish. If that meant, and by playoffs, I'm saying top six, where you're not dealing with the play-in. I think the kind of consensus was that the Bulls would be seven or eight, that better part of the play-in, and if one of the top six teams took a downturn, they'd probably be one of those teams that could have a chance to jump up into the top six. That seems to be about what the expectation was coming into the year. But you look at this now, you look at where they are, and that has at least raised up a little bit. Maybe not quite as much for me as it has for some others. But, you know, I do think that there's a lot of things we can appreciate watching this team right now and that are good signs moving forward, even if for the rest of the regular season it's good, but maybe for the playoffs could be a little bit concerning as we move forward towards that. But, hey, the fact that, like, we're already looking forward to playoffs in some way, shape, or form is just a sign of how good the Bulls have been to this point. 312-644-6767 is the number. And it's for those that have listened to me for a while, like, I'll be perfectly honest, I have filled the role of wet blanket before on the Bulls, and I own that. But, and I understand, like, the further context with this team, but if you can't just enjoy watching good basketball for a little bit right now, then I think that's more of a you problem. Let's go out to the phone lines. On the south side, it is Boston. Boston, you're on the score. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, pretty good, man. Just uh, just want to chime in on uh, you know my appreciation for basketball itself, but the Bulls. And uh, I was just thinking earlier, I said, uh, it's always good uh, for the NBA when the three biggest markets in the NBA are, are playing good ball, which is Chicago, New York, and L.A. All three teams are doing well at this point, and uh, I'm just praying that the, the Bulls stay healthy. And they would – be a team that I wouldn't want to play in the playoffs because of the camaraderie. And uh, I wish I wish D. Rose had a team like this, you know, when he was here. Uh, he's appreciated as well, even though he's with the Knicks. Um, but I, I just hope that they keep it up, and then uh, maybe within the next one to two years, maybe they'll be uh, playing in the finals. I appreciate that. Man, that's even more optimistic than I am right now. I, I, think, Derek, I think Derek had pretty close to what this is. It was just, you know, a little, little different in terms of the coaching aspect and, you know, whether the players truly like the coach or survive the coach. If you heard any of uh, Joakim Noah's, like, media tour that he made, that he did around the time of his night at the United Center, uh, you know that there was, there was definitely some love-hate there between uh, Tibbs and Joakim Noah and some of the players on that team. But this team really, and, and I give Billy Donovan credit because when he first came in, I was thinking, you know, he's he's fine as a coach. Like, 
there's very few coaches that absolutely win you games or are true, true positives. And there's very few that are true, true negatives. Bulls have had a few of those. But most coaches in the NBA are just kind of like in the middle, in the morass, where they don't really have that much effect day-to-day on your wins and losses. But I do think there has been a little bit of that from Billy Donovan that we've seen so far. 312-644-6767 is the number. Just a little bit of Bulls appreciation here before we get to Anthony Heron. In the next segment, 815-Texter, Alex Caruso genuinely surprised me how much he has contributed. And I think that's one for a lot of people of just, you know, like for people that don't watch a ton outside of the Bulls, Alex Caruso was a meme. Alex Caruso was a character because of Lakers Twitter. And like Lakers Twitter is ridiculous. That is 100% a fact. However, Alex Caruso may have started out as that, as a guy who's developing, who doesn't look like he he should be hyper-athletic and a great defensive player, but who's hyper-athletic and a really good defensive player who is now developed into being a great one. And there's some, you know, uh, Alex Caruso was on J.J. Reddick's podcast recently, the old man in the three, and brought up some of how he's been able to get better at defense. And if you haven't given that a listen, I highly, highly recommend that because it's good, like, our conversation with Caruso. By the way, if you're a golfer, apparently Alex Caruso, really good golfer. He shot, like, sub-80 at Pebble Beach. Are we going to have to get him and Manley together? To face oh, off, oh yeah, Chicago like they can they, they can do it for charity or something. Get just go out there, drink some long snapper IPA, and see who wins. Man, I haven't had a long snapper IPA in too long, and that's on me. Yeah, I so, don't I don't think I have since the release party. Oh really? Oh, I have since the release party. It's been a while for me. I don't know. I why mean, we, we had so much at the release party. I had though. enough for at least a year at the release oh, party. God, I think we all did. That that was absolutely fantastic. Patrick just kept bringing us pictures. I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, if if a guy is taking the time to ask someone to bring us bring us beer, we're not going to say no. That that's just being bad. That's just being mean. I don't want to be mean. Two six zero texter Campy. I'm not even a Bulls fan. I'm a Pacers fan who is enjoying the hell out of watching the Bulls. I think that's where we're at right now. So maybe this is the up the upset of the century at this point. That I'm coming out being, you know, Mr. Positive, just appreciate what you got in terms of really anything, but especially the Bulls. That's where we are right now. We're going to change gears real quick, take time out, come back, talk about the Bears with Anthony Heron. The Bears are not as appreciated in this town at the moment, really, nor should they. Just because of where they're at coming out of the bye, Baltimore this week, not the Bears are a six-point dog. Seems like that's pretty much the consensus number right now. So we'll speak with Ant about how the Bulls should handle the rest of this season, prioritizing development versus trying to win games right now. The offensive line issues in Justin Fields, lots of stuff with the Bears and the NFL we can get to with Anthony Heron coming up next. Emmer Camp here with you till 9 o'clock on The Score. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. He's a guy that loves to play, and so we have to be able to temper him a little bit and calm him down and, and protect him from himself. So by focusing on – you got the mental side, you got the physical side, but then also us communicating with him, Dan, and saying, okay, how would you feel today? And we'll see it on tape. We'll see how he is. He's a competitor. You all saw that when we drafted him. You see the, the, the type of mean streak that he has. You see the type of – how much he loves football, how much his teammates, you know, really appreciate him and he appreciates them. So – I think what will happen is it will all just kind of play itself out as we go here and see things are. And, and, and in the end, we just got to all really over-communicate and see where he is at. But it is, uh, it is exciting to be able to get him back out here. Get better internet, Matt Nagy. I don't know if that's at Hallis Hall or, where, or like even when, when Nagy was in protocols, like – a better internet man you can't get like a a solid deal with one of the providers out here i don't know that that seems like that seems like something that uh that the the bears should be able to take uh, care of for matt Nagy. he was talking about tevin jenkins the second round pick that has started practicing which opens that 21 day window for the bears to be able to activate him which is obviously good because at this point in the season don't know how much of playing for now there truly is uh, for at least for those of us watching the Bears moving forward, of course, they're going to be trying to get that win every single week. But right now, we're all going to get a win because we're going out to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And we're going to talk to my guy, Anthony Heron. Follow him on Twitter at Big Ant Heron. Post, post here at the score, Fox, Big Ten Network. He either has worked, does work, or the only networks that he hasn't worked for are trying to get him right now. So, Ant, I know I know you got much better things to do than talk to me at this time of night, but uh, I appreciate you for uh, coming on. Campy, yeah, always a pleasure, my friend. Get ready to, to chop it up. I was just uh, looking at some of the college football playoff rankings that have been coming out here. I'm doing a little work preparing for the Wildcats Classic this Saturday that I'm calling out at Wrigley Field. So, yeah, man, I'm happy to take a little respite and chop it up with Campy. So what – what stuck out to you from the uh, college football playoff rankings that are like coming out as we speak? 
Well, I was wondering whether or not the committee would do anything super silly. And it doesn't seem that they have, you know, because it feels like every week there's something that that ends up standing out that kind of catches everyone off guard. And so my my guesswork going in was that, all right, maybe they'll maybe they'll just come up with a reason to drop Cincinnati for no reason at all, even though, you know, they, they won another game and did it in slightly more impressive fashion than they had been. And they didn't do that. They, they kept Cincinnati at number five. I was thinking, OK, well, maybe they'll flip Ohio State and Oregon because it's going to happen at some point. If Ohio State keeps winning with the games they have remaining on their schedule, Oregon keeps winning with, you know, sort of very little, you know, highly ranked that's out in front of the Ducks, they're going to flip Ohio State and Oregon at some point. It's like, all right, maybe tonight will be the night. Nah, they they can wait because there's a couple of really big games that Ohio State still has coming. So they didn't do either of those things. I thought maybe, just maybe there was a chance they would kind of vault Notre Dame up into that top seven range somewhere just to make it feel like the Irish were still within striking distance of making the playoff without sheer chaos going on. They didn't do that either. They kept Notre Dame at number eight. So overall, it's actually, as far as I can tell, fairly mundane rankings. Not, you know, mundane just through the lens of it. It was pretty straightforward with how things played out. So looking at the Heisman market, too, and I know working with uh, with Dan and Layla every day, Dan's a Heisman voter, and he is, <laughs> which is wild, but uh, right, but like yeah. he's, you know, just kind of worrying about like, this is one of the weirder slash not defined uh, Heisman races that I can remember anytime recently. So do you, is, is there anyone that truly sticks out to you at this point, or is it still somewhat open to what happens down the stretch? I think it's still very open right now. And, I mean, one of the games that, that folks wouldn't have anticipated perhaps being like a, a Heisman showcase and, frankly, a championship showcase this coming weekend when Ohio State plays Michigan State. Because, I mean, you know, each of those teams has one loss. They're, they're both right now in the, the top seven. And they both have a player who you can make a Heisman case for. Michigan State has Kenneth Walker III. They call him K-9 because, of course, he wears jersey number nine. And he's been the nation's leading rusher throughout the entire season here pretty much. And he's one of these guys who was in the transfer portal, was playing at Wake Forest, and now he joined up with Mel Tucker in Michigan State and just been lighting the world on fire throughout the entire season. And he's the main reason that Michigan State has been pretty consistent offensively. While they've got a great passing attack as well, there's a, a local kid from Naperville Central named Peyton Thorne who's their quarterback, and, and Jaden Reed is one of their best receivers and return men. So you got some Chicago roots on, on the Spartans in their passing game and on special teams. But from a Heisman perspective, Kenneth Walker III is the guy. And I am also a Heisman voter, and you know he's one of the guys that I'm definitely watching closely. But Ohio State's quarterback, C.J. Stroud, who folks are kind of hating on him early in the year, uh, basically just because he's not Justin Fields and he you know he did occasionally throw an inaccurate pass but he's just been special in in everything they've been doing over the last month he kind of had a shoulder issue earlier in the year that was unreported and that they weren't saying anything about and he took a week off and came back and he's he's been the best passing quarterback in the country virtually since then they got all kinds of NFL talent throughout the Ohio State secondary. So I think that's one particular matchup that people can watch closely, whether or not the Buckeye quarterback and or the Spartan tailback can be a guy who kind of thrusts himself towards the forefront of the Heisman discussion. You gave me the easy transition point, and I appreciate it, of mentioning Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. So uh, going over to the Bears, it's almost like you're a professional and you've done this before. <laughs> uh, so the big thing, obviously, this week, you heard the Matt Necky cut about Tevin Jenkins coming in. All right. And it sure doesn't seem like this is going to be the week, but at least in theory, as we start to move down the road, and if 
if the wins and losses go kind of as expected, Bears are six-point dogs right now to the Ravens on Sunday, and then we'll see what it ends up being on Thanksgiving against Detroit. I, I can only imagine the Bears are going to be fa- – they have to be favorites against the Lions. It's the Lions, <laughs> even if it is them on Thanksgiving. Right. So where do you fall on the balance of when Tevin Jenkins is physically ready to go, him getting playing time at whichever tackle spot it ends up being – versus putting the two best tackles out there for the sake of Justin Fields the rest of the season. I think it's a it's sort of an intricate balance that the Bears are going to have to strike with that because, you know, I my read on it without talking to anybody over at Hallis all about this, but my read on them bringing Tevin Jenkins at least, you know, starting his clock at this point, getting him on the practice field right now as opposed to waiting deeper longer later into the season. They must feel, I would imagine, pretty good, perhaps likely really good about where he's at physically. But we got to remember, he hadn't hit anybody since he was a college football player. You know, he, he got to go through some of the mini camps, never had pads on during the actual training camp portion of things leading into preseason games. So there is some patience that's going to have to be exercised with that. Like you said, it, you know, it, I, I definitely don't think there's any chance we see him touch the field this week. They just got to let this guy actually get some NFL collisions in his system. And frankly, you know, we had a point in the season. We're in mid-November. I think there's fairly limited hitting that's likely going on on the practice field at this point anyway. So I would imagine maybe that's a factor in starting his clock also because if you wait until December, he's not going to have anybody available to run into. There's just only so much hitting that really goes on once you get deeper and deeper into the season at this level. But I think from a, a Jenkins perspective, because the Bears have put – a system in place now. They've finally begun to operate offensively in a way that protects the offensive line, that takes pressure off of the tackles because of the the movement of the pocket, because of the the balance run to pass with the play calling, because you, you know, at least in the majority of the games, they got away from it in the Tampa Bay game for whatever reason, Campy, but when the Bears are actually helping, they're, they're chipping the tackles with the running backs, they're, they're allowing the offensive tackles to have a little bit of help from the tight end in alignment, then you find them being far more comfortable in pass pro. You find Justin Fields being far more comfortable in the pocket, and he has grown week in and week out in that regard. So I don't think the Bears would be wise to to sort of rush Tevin Jenkins onto the field before it seems like he's ready. For some of those factors I referenced earlier, just where he, he needs time to actually kind of get the callus of, of NFL collisions that he's never had an opportunity to build. And then also – you just throw him out there just to say, all right, get some run. He can hurt himself. He can allow somebody else to get hurt. I think there's a lot of other factors in it. So I, I would imagine now that they've started his clock, they're not going to be in a big hurry to rush him out there. But I, I would imagine, like I said, that they probably feel pretty good about where he's at physically for starting the clock earlier than they necessarily had to by the timeline. This matchup against Baltimore is really interesting just because of Obviously, Baltimore and them coming off of the weird loss that they had to Miami and, you know, the big thing the last like day or so has been the different stuff that Miami was able to do defensively in terms of how they deployed their secondary use, you know, being more aggressive with them in terms of blitzing, knowing what we know about Sean Desai's defense. Would it be wise to try and, you know, adopt what the Dolphins did or is there a modicum of that that exists within the structure of what the Bears do defensively that they could use against Lamar Jackson? I think what's what's sort of unique about where the Ravens are at 
offensively right now is the fact that Lamar Jackson is developing as a passer. He's, he's had some really big passing games this season. He's become statistically one of the top passers in the NFL. Part of that is born from the approach that opponents end up taking with him. You know, the, the way that folks will drop additional players out of coverage responsibilities and bring them closer to the box. You see a number of one-on-one matchups that teams end up using. And where Lamar Jackson has grown is even in certain games where Baltimore has dropped behind on the scoreboard and they've been in more predictable passing situations, you've still seen him have the ability to thread the needle coverage-wise and, and, and fit the ball into what initially we were kind of thinking, all right, this team's really banged up and beat up. Who knows what Lamar Jackson is going to be able to do? But he's still been able to, to throw the ball really accurately and on time. That being said, he, he still is, is inconsistent in that regard. He's not a guy who I think Baltimore comes in with the game plan and says, all right, we're, we're, we're just going to be able to defeat the opponent strictly with Lamar Jackson throwing the ball from within the pocket. And I think the Bears going in, factoring that in, I don't think you necessarily you know, consistently take a Roquan Smith out of his likely run responsibilities or the, the coverage responsibility that may be there and have him strictly spying Lamar Jackson throughout the game. I don't think you want to necessarily put anyone – you know, sort of consistently on that island with Jackson at all times because then that gets a little bit predictable for the opposing offense as well. But whether it is having Roquan occasionally in that capacity, if you get a healthy Khalil Mack who's able to return to the lineup, or sometimes maybe it's even Robert Quinn where you're not consistently having them actually rush the edge as a passer, but Sean Desai uses a lot of stunts on his defensive front where he'll move if you have a four-man front going or sometimes a five-man front, he'll move all of the other three or four players with their hand in the dirt and, and slant them in one direction and use a looper to come around. But that looper doesn't always have to be someone who's looking to penetrate opposite the slant. You can bring a slant in one direction, have some twist stunts going, and then just have that person who loops from one of the edges sort of sit back in the box and watch where Lamar Jackson will leak out to. That's where you're actually predetermining the escape lane for the quarterback and you can have a, a hang defender who's there waiting for Lamar Jackson to try to get out the back door. That's what I think the Bears need to utilize a lot of. Don't just try to focus on having, especially as effective as they've been able to be with Mack and Quinn when they're both in there coming off the edge. If you get both guys, sure, you, you like your matchups with them being able to defeat the, the opposing offensive tackle, but then you're not necessarily predetermining where Lamar Jackson will escape to. And I think that needs to be a part of the Bears game plan. Make sure you're using some stunts, perhaps even some blitz packages, where you always, if it's a zone concept on the back end, have someone as a hang defender available where you're forcing the issue on Lamar Jackson and you're knowing, predetermining where he's going to need to escape to. Then from there, you still got to have somebody make a tackle on him one-on-one, but at least you know where he's likely to have to run to. That's that's really, really good stuff. Speaking with Anthony Heron here on the score farm on Twitter at Big Ant Heron. So from that D-line perspective, how, how difficult is it to do that where when you do have all that movement to be able to maintain that gap integrity that you need to be able to execute that? It can be really tough, you know, and I think that part of what the Bears have been really good at this season is at times having that group rush mentality where, you know, you're, you're not always going to have someone who's winning clean at the line of scrimmage, but sometimes you want to make sure you're not you're not allowing that quick escape lane for the opposing quarterback. And as a group, because the Bears are fairly veteran with their approach up front, and frankly, they're they're not all just, you know, rushing with, with their hair on fire every individual snap. 
So it gives someone, if they're that looper, if they're the one who's almost just sort of mush-rushing the interior of the pocket, who gets to sit back and wait a little bit, gives them a little bit of a break, a little bit of a blow. So I do think that knowing where that responsibility is but not allowing the offensive line to, you know, if it's Alejandro Villanueva, their left tackle for the Ravens, if he sees that, that color coming across his face where he can be really effective at washing the pile and sort of forcing the entire defensive front wider of their rush responsibility than they would necessarily want to be, that's where Akeem Hicks is, is very effective at working back against that pressure. It's not always even just fighting pressure with strength, but clubbing by that blocker and just making sure that, that his rush lane isn't being voided quite as much by the pile being washed. And so it is a delicate balance where you want to try to commit to the penetration through a gap you know, between a responsibility while at the same time, if you don't feel like you're getting home all the way to get into the backfield and really affect the play on their side of the line of scrimmage, you need to be able to spin back or club back. And a guy like Akeem Hicks is really good at that, not necessarily getting washed too far away from the play. And I want to go to the other side of the ball real quick before I let you go of – you know, you mentioned obviously the Bears offense has been better since they've been able to establish the run with what they're doing, but then you look at the opponent and the Ravens, and it kind of screams to let Justin Fields rip it at least a little bit more with just how porous the secondary of the Ravens has been. How do you how do you strike that balance where you're putting him into position to succeed while also taking advantage of the matchups in front of you? The dangerous balance for the Bears, and I really hope that they didn't spend the entire bye week trying to figure out how they turned Justin Fields into some consistent 350-yard passer. I'm cool if he's a consistent 225, 250, and, and keep focusing on that rushing attack. I think that you know, the Bears have shown a tendency to get out over their skis a little too quickly, where especially if it's an opponent who, you know, we've seen it over the years, where an opponent shuts down the run a little bit early, then they say, all right, let's go ahead and drop back every snap. And they've been better about that this season so you have Justin Fields in the passing attack coming off you know really back-to-back effective games but my concern is you have him coming off the the best game he's played as a pro the best passing game that he's had really in back-to-back weeks and then you couple that with a bye week they can just sit around watch Baltimore try to figure out what what they think the Ravens weakness is in the secondary try to figure out how do we get a-Rob even more involved and how do we hit some sharp shot plays to Darnell Mooney and we really think we've got something in Justin Fields and it showed in his productivity so they should be legitimately excited about that and I hope whether it's Bill Lazor or whomever I hope somebody walks into the meeting room and makes sure that whether it is Matt Nagy whether it's one of the assistant coaches who knows man maybe it's one of the offensive tackles because I have heard Bill Lazor use a phrase that I've begun using pretty frequently here over the last couple of months where I, I think the Bears need to call plays not just through the lens of how do we carve the opponent up from the pocket or how do we throw a long touchdown pass. They need to call plays through the lens of what would Jason Peters want me to call here? What would Larry Borm, what, what would one of my offensive linemen benefit from in this moment? And that, that's complementary its approach you know you, you complement the the passing attack with the rushing attack you complement the defense with the offense and right now because the bears are still very much so statistically in the playoff picture i heard you reference that. i mean it, that's still how they're going to view it in house hall that's frankly how they should at the moment still view it in house hall if they win if they beat baltimore this weekend they're probably going to be like one game at most out of the playoff picture, that, that's a goal that still should be there. It's good for Justin Fields to win games, and to me the best formula at this point is still to have balance 
with the offense. And as long as that run game is going, as long as you're calling Justin Fields in the movement of the pocket, all these big plays that we're seeing them start to show a little more frequently, you build off of the same approach you've been taking as opposed to saying, all right, let's tear up that old playbook and start doing something that we think is new and fresh and cool that, that we really think the old offensive system would have really benefited from. Nope, don't do it. Do, do not take that bait. Do exactly what you've been doing and just continue to execute that at a higher level. I'm sorry, I thought of one more before I let you go. Yeah, And you're up? being gracious with your time, so I really appreciate it. Oh, there's some people that have brought up Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator of the Ravens, as someone that they would like to see at least when you think of the offensive system, maybe be the the Bears head coach. Is he, is that actually the type of, if we're just going purely off of offensive system and that's how we're judging who a head coach should be, is that truly the best system for someone like Justin Fields? Or is it like, I feel like the other name that we've heard a lot of is Brian Dable out in Buffalo, who it feels Mm -hmm. like if Buffalo hadn't gotten so far in the playoffs, he might've gotten a head coaching gig (laughs) in that last cycle. Because I know for me personally, I almost feel like what Buffalo does with Josh Allen is probably a closer to what the Bears should be targeting for Justin Fields. How do you feel about it? Yeah, they're the the few teams that I've been using as the comp for years now for what the Bears should have been doing with Mitchell Trubisky, what they should be doing coming into this season are Baltimore, Buffalo, to some extent, San Francisco and Cleveland. I mean, even going into the Cleveland game, I, I talked to Dan and Layla about it and said specifically, as the Bears prepare, prepare for the Browns, all the coaches you know, on both sides of the ball need to go in a meeting room and watch the Browns offense and say, that's what we should be doing. That's the system we need to run. And Justin Fields would kill it right now if that's what the offense was. And now that they've begun to do something akin to that on a more consistent basis, we are seeing his comfort and his productivity improving on a weekly basis. So from a play calling perspective, from a system that's being run offensively, I love the examples of those teams. You know, you don't necessarily think Kyle Shanahan's going anywhere in San Francisco as of yet. But yes, to to get Roman in here from Baltimore, to get Dayball in here from Buffalo, I, I think that's all cool in theory, as we have seen with Matt Nagy, offensive coordinators in general, it doesn't always equate to running the show as a whole at its at its best so i i would need to personally ask around a little bit more do a little bit more homework before i make sort of an informed interpretation of of how i perceive one of those individuals as the bears head coach but just strictly through the lens of what they should have been doing here and i love the fact that there's those individuals willing to do that i think that's great where where matt Nagy, i I don't think the the system i've been telling folks like the the system itself isn't flawed that Matt Nagy wanted to run so much here in Chicago. It's the fact that he wasn't accurately evaluating the talent on his offense and their ability to run it at a high level. That was, that's Matt Nagy's you know, biggest problem he had for the most part. He corrected it for a little while late last season, and then he got back away from that. And then a few weeks into this season, whether it was him or somebody from on high, Virginia, somebody came in and said, you got to let somebody else call these plays. Now we have seen the offense begin to come around. So, you know, we'll see whether or not that ship has completely sailed yet on Matt Nagy. But it's, you know, I think seeing something that works somewhere else with other people's personnel, you still as the head man with the big whistle have to come in here and evaluate this current personnel that's been thrust upon you and what can they do well. So right now, I think the, the personnel the Bears have could operate those other systems very well. Would that person come in here and do the same thing and do it really well? That, that would be a little bit more of a wait and see approach.
And I love the fact that I get to be selfish and get to talk to you myself for once instead of just sending you up to talk with Dan and Layla, which they do. They do a great job in your guys' yeah, conversations. Fine. Fine. But, yeah. you know, yeah, we're all selfish a little bit. And I like getting, yes. to, getting to talk football with you every once in a while. So I, I really appreciate you making time for me tonight. With good reason, my friend. Looking forward to hearing you talking more Bulls basketball at all times and getting you on here on the occasions that I'm on here hosting too, man. Appreciate you, Campy. That is Anthony Heron. Follow him on Twitter at Big Ant Heron. You hear and see him on literally every media outlet ever. <laughs> so I, I kept Ant probably way too long, but uh, we'll take a timeout, come back hit, hit on a couple Bears things because we're going to have a short segment here. A couple Bears notes that I have at the top of the hour. I mean, it's you and me the rest of the way. You, me, and studs. That's what we got tonight. We're going to have fun. The 7 o'clock hour, we'll do a ton of bulls, a lot of NBA as well. But when we come back, a little bit of Bears. If you want to react to anything you heard from Ant, there was a lot of really good stuff in there, either about possible head coaches, how the Bears handle the Ravens game, and just how to handle this offensive line situation. 312-644-6767. Text, call, follow me on Twitter, at Rick C. Camp. Be right back talking more Bears on the score. Fight it. I mean, and stop shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, there's some opportunities that we have that we either um, hurt ourselves on, whether it's flags or just not capitalizing on making plays. But it's definitely a lot that we're leaving out on the field. So, I mean, just really being able to clean that up in the second half of the season and take full advantage of our opportunities. That's Bears top corner Jalen Johnson, and he's right. The Bears do have to stop shooting themselves in the foot as much as they have, and really especially on that defensive end because, you know, you listen to the conversation with Anthony Heron, like this offense isn't going to be dynamic this year. So the, so the defense still has to be really good, and quite frankly, they, they haven't been. They have not been lately. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. I'm Camp. I'm here with you until 9 o'clock. Top of the hour, we'll go back to talking about the Bulls and the NBA. So one thing I'll suggest to people is if you're a fan of the NBA at all, keep that radio up or the Odyssey app up or however you're listening. Keep that up, but on your TV, put TNT on because of this Nets-Warriors game is happening. And it, from what I can tell, it looks awesome. So just an idea. This is something I do a lot with sporting events is I'll be listening to something else and watching the sporting event on mute. So give it a spin. You'll probably like it more than you think. But yeah, this and also these uh, City Connect jerseys, most of them are awesome. Uh, The Brooklyn Nets ones are are downright sexy. It's like Drazen Petrovic era, like early Carrie Kittles era, Nets, but not like the sky blue. It's more of a dark blue. So highly, highly recommend, you know, putting that on your TV, keeping the volume up here, listening to the rest of the show, and just kind of wanting your reaction to Anthony Heron about what he had to say about what the Bears should do for the rest of the season this week against the Ravens, and then kind of maybe looking forward, you know, what type of offensive system the Bears should be looking for when they in a lot of people's minds, hopefully are looking for a new head coach, new front office. And one thing I'll throw out there now that is just annoying to me, and I understand people are frustrated with it, but when I see people say, why fire these guys? They'll screw up the next one anyway. 
Well, would you rather keep the one that you know is bad or take the chance that maybe they get it right? As Vinnie Goodwill once said on this station, a blind squirrel finds a nut twice a day. So <laughs> there's a chance, even with, even if you don't trust the decision makers or the decision making process, that even if you don't trust them, they could still hire the right person to be the GM or to be the head coach. Or at least put Justin Fields in a position to where he develops to the point where maybe some of that doesn't quite matter as much because the quarterback is so good. Just look at the Packers organization for the last 15, 20, 30 years. I mean, they they only have two Super Bowls to show for it, but they've been competitive damn near every season because they've just had Aaron Rodgers. And that's that's been the gameplay. We have Aaron Rodgers, so we don't have to fill a lot of these holes because we have Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to win a lot of games because of that. Absolutely. I mean, you can even look at the Bears for with at least what it looks like so far with Justin Fields. There's still a lot of promise there where if you would have said, hey, the Bears are going to draft a quarterback. A lot of people would have said, oh, great. Like, cool, they're taking a chance, but the likelihood of them getting it right, eh, not so great. And, the and you know, obviously still a lot of questions around Justin Fields, what his – I think his ceiling is pretty evident, but how far will he get there? Will he get in the Bears organization? But the thing is, even with all the Bears, you know, like I don't know how much the history truly matters. Just with this regime and the issues that they have had with the quarterback position, the fact that they got Justin Fields matters. It absolutely matters because it's, hey, even if I don't trust Ryan Pace, I know a vast majority of listeners out there do not trust Ryan Pace whether it was him or Matt Nagy or whatever combination thereof, it looks like they might have got the quarterback. And while they're probably and sh- probably should not be allowed to see the, the the fruits of that, they're the ones that, that did that. So if you can maybe have all the planets align again, if you're the most the, the most cynical person out there, all the planets align and get either the right GM and or coach as well, you never know. Uh, and the 312 texter that said, Rick, the expression is a stopped clock is right twice a day. A blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. I know it was a malaprop that Vinny Goodwill had on the station. That's like been played. I think pretty much every time he comes on the station. So believe me, I, I know, I know I said it wrong, but it was such a good line. And I think I'm pretty sure I was on the board when it happened. Even and, a blind squirrel finds a nut twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And Vinny's a good that was, dude. That so. was apparently on the old Spiegel and Parkins show, much different than the Parkins and Spiegel show. Totally different. Totally different. Very different show. Not that different, but it's it's different. It's a different show. At least on the production side, very different. Huge, huge upgrade on the board. From that show, from, from, Spiegel and Parkins to Parkins and Spiegel, gigantic upgrade on the board. I can say that for sure. All right, let's take a timeout, come back, reset the Bulls and where the Bulls are, 10-4. and four. Just the, your excitement around the Bulls, and then I want to kind of get into the weeds a little bit because, you know, that's what I, I like to do. What the Bulls are, how sustainable is it? We'll get to all of that, especially over the course of the next hour. I want your thoughts on the Bulls as well, 312-644-6767. Where is your excitement with the Bulls? And also, just like how have your expectations changed with them?
after this start from the Bulls in terms of the regular season or the playoffs, what have you. Give me a call. Text as well. Same number. Follow me on Twitter at Rick C. Camp. I got Adam Studzinski here with me until 9 o'clock on The Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 